Is your family a success? Is there even a measure for family success? We think there is, and with a 20-year track record of success, we're going to show you how to bless your family with success in your health, relationships, and finances. I'm Steve Keen. And I'm Katie Keen. And along with some awesome guests, we are going to give you our secrets to family success. Welcome to Family Success Secrets. All right, everybody, I am back today. Today, it's just me, Katie. And I wanted to talk to you about questions that I've had from a lot of moms. So as a special needs mom, my life is a lot different in some ways. My family's life is a lot different in some ways from families who have typical children. There are many, many things that are exactly the same, but a lot of things that are different and people want to know. And I'm an open book, so I'm always willing to answer questions that people have. And these are the very top special needs questions that I get asked. So I wanted to share them with you today. The very first question that people usually want to know from me is, hey, like, what's it like for the siblings of your special needs children? which is really a good question because a lot of the time, children who have a special needs sibling really don't know how to talk about it, or they can't maybe even get to the point where they are able to talk about it. Because for example, when my my children would try to talk about it with many of their friends, not all of them, they have lovely, wonderful friends, but the other children don't have any sort of frame of reference to understand what exactly my children are even speaking about. If my children bring up things like seizures or, you know, a child who is not able to potty train or whatever the things that, you know, kids might bring up, the fact that their brother shrieks and that limits us on where we can go in public, it's hard for a child who's never experienced that to understand. So what is it like for the siblings of special needs children? Well, we will tell you that life for our children and for all the siblings that we have met who have had special needs, you know, a sister or brother, it's very rich. And for our children, they see that life is very beautiful through their eyes. What they see is their norm. And it's just like any other child in a loving home for our siblings of our special needs child. The siblings, gosh, they're so full of compassion. And they've developed this depth of understanding over the years that I think is far beyond their actual age. (laughs) Their ability to understand compassionately with people out in our community is just beautiful. They don't have hesitation to greet anybody who comes from any other background, culture, ability level, age group. You know, they just automatically have the ability to understand that there are people who are different than them and that they are just still people. They really do feel the distance that's between them and kids who don't understand. So when I mentioned that they did go through an experience where their friends just didn't understand it, you know, they understood, my children understood that it was innocent. It wasn't something that their friends were trying to do to hurt them, but they definitely felt that distance. And that was a challenge that we had to work through in our family to discuss why that was and to try to really work to connect them with other kids and families who did have a similar experience. Our children feel grief over the big challenges. That is something that probably is a little bit different in our home, in a special needs home, than in homes with just typical children, is that there are more things that are grieved, that the bigger the changes are, the more adjustments have to be made. So whether that is that maybe we can no longer go to Disneyland easily or as often, or we can't just simply go to a museum anymore, you know, without a lot of extra accommodations and 
uh, maybe help. You know, there are things like the fact that medically there are very many more risks for the special needs child who needs a lot of extra attention because some kids just are not stable, you know, so siblings have to contend with some grief issues that are different than their typical peers. My children and the siblings that I know of other special needs children, they know how to celebrate you guys. They know how to celebrate wins and they celebrate them big because when you're rooting for your loved one for every little thing, then when you have to look for the small things and the small things become the big things, you do know how to celebrate. (laughs) Also, they're just normal kids. They have good days. They have bad days. They love to be silly. They like to aggravate each other (laughs) and believe me, they will stand up for each other faster than you could imagine. They can go from aggravating each other to standing up for one another in literally a split second, just depending on the environment. So that's something that's very, very typical. They definitely have in what I think is like a supernatural gift. They're able to see through the broken body of their sibling and they're able to see into the spirit and the soul of the person that they love so much. This then applies to those in the community. Like I mentioned, their ability to see that person that they love. For example, my son, he's not able to communicate verbally. It does not matter to his siblings. They love him and they communicate with him beautifully in all sorts of ways that they have learned to communicate together through body language, through understanding what certain sounds mean, because our son will use specific sounds consistently. And that is a form of language. And it's just absolutely beautiful to watch the connection that they have and the deep love that they have for each other, even though you know, their, their brother is in a body that doesn't function the way that he would like it to function or the way that all of us wish he could function for his sake. Special needs, the siblings of special needs children, they're just really special people. When they're allowed to flourish and when they're allowed to take what they have learned on a deep level and apply that from a place of being whole, from a home that supported them through the challenges, that's where they know that they've been seen and heard. Oh, it's like a superpower that they can bring out into the community of compassion and helping and understanding and genuine, authentic love. All right. The second question I am always asked, can special needs children learn? So in my mind and heart, when I answer this question, I'm usually doing some amount of backflips, um, jumping up and down with excitement because the answer to this is yes. Against what many people would think special needs children are actually very fast learners and they're very brilliant. And it's simply that their style and expression is different than ours. So my son who cannot speak, he's nonverbal. He is able to do so many things and he is able to understand so many things, but he cannot show it the same way that his siblings can show it or that I could demonstrate to you my understanding. We have had to learn other ways through many other types of training that we've had to be able to figure out what he does understand and what he does not. And it is amazing. The children end up with needing a lot of input but they are getting input. These kids are very deep. They're observant. They're smart. They're gifted. It's a matter of being willing to hone in your own focus and be able to learn their body signals, to learn their communication style so that you can actually understand what they're trying to show you and what they're trying to communicate and how they're trying to connect with you. And you will then be able to see how much they have learned and how much they do understand Special needs children, they have a very, very 
deep set of emotions. And unfortunately, that's a very overlooked reality often. And so, you know, we have to let our minds kind of open beyond our unrealized borders so that we can see that these special needs children are brilliant and that that often goes unnoticed and that when it goes unnoticed, it hurts their feelings. And when we assume that they don't understand, we also tend to assume that they don't process or feel emotions. And that's denying them a huge part of their humanity. So it's very, very important that we do understand that they can learn, that they are smart, that all the input, they're just absorbing and absorbing all day long and that they do feel things and that they're processing things. They have very rich internal lives. And these lives are often very blocked from view because they have such a range of malfunctioning happening in their body to prevent them from expressing. So I think my biggest takeaway that I like to tell moms and dads about this is that special needs children are often more intuitive and they're more understanding in many ways than the rest of us, just because they spend so much of their time observing and soaking in all that they see and hear. So please be aware of that when you're interacting with a special needs adult, child, whomever, if they cannot communicate, please just always assume that they do understand you and go from that foundation and you and their relationship, your relationship together will be so much more beautiful. So another question, is the diagnosis also the prognosis? Is what I'm being told by the doctors guaranteed to be the only outcome that my child can ever experience? So my answer to that is absolutely not. (laughs) The diagnosis is never the prognosis. It's only what happened and what might happen in the future. It's just that it's not at all a set outcome for the child. And sometimes that's unfortunately the misunderstanding. But if you are fighters like we are, you will make gains with your child. And in many ways, they can pretty much compete with miracles. You'll be able to see things that were never supposed to happen. And so please, I always encourage parents, never give up hope, never. And don't let the current prognosis get you down. There's always hope and just be a fighter. Put your fighting gloves on, fight for your child, advocate and communicate and be intuitive with them and really go on this journey together. All right, so the last question that I get very, very frequently is, how do you do it? How do you manage it and balance it all? So the answer that Steve and I give is that we don't. We really have to do a lot of planning. We have to be very intentional. We have to let a lot of stuff go. And we have to do a lot of management. We end up doing a lot of life really just one day at a time also. Allowing ourselves and our family to be very flexible. And we have to be very willing to give ourselves grace to you know, our own self and to others around us in our family and in our community, when things don't go as planned, you know, we can make the best plans. And in this lifestyle, (laughs) you have to really be willing to hold loosely. So our lives have to look really different from a lot of other families. And we have to make decisions that are based really on many more factors than a family with just typical children would have to make. So again, we don't manage it all or balance it all. We have to very carefully choose what is the best priority, what is the most important thing. And a lot of the more fluffy, unnecessary stuff falls to the wayside. And then we bring that in when we can. 
So I really hope that this can help you understand the special needs families that are in your community and um, maybe help you open up a dialogue with them too, because I love it when people ask me questions about our life and about our special needs children, about how we do what we do, why, and, and our passion for helping other families. And so just be authentic. If you have someone in your community who has a special needs child or family member, be authentic with them. Ask them if they're willing to talk to you openly. There are people who are not an open book like me who aren't maybe comfortable sharing about it, but there are many more who really wish you would ask. So just find out and be willing, be willing to listen, be willing to hear, be willing to open up your mind. And so I also hope for those families that you know in your community that you will share with them that we will be launching a special needs family summit in the next few months. It'll, it'll be launching sometime before the end of 2021. So I'm very excited about that. We will have more information as that gets ready to launch. And in the meantime, please find us. We are on Facebook, Instagram. And we have now a brand new little mini site. So you can find us at Family Success Secrets on Instagram. You can find us at Family Success Secrets, both page and group on Facebook. You can find us at podcast.familysuccesssecrets.com to go ahead and hop on to our newsletter where we will on occasion send you tips and resources and coupons and updates about podcast episodes and other value that we want to send to you. And also, all right, you can find us at our new little site, which is still kind of under construction, but for the most part, pretty good start. FamilySuccessSecrets.com. All right, everyone, we will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for listening and spending time with us today. If you know anyone who could benefit from this podcast, we would be honored if you would share it. Please rate, review, subscribe, and download. Head over to podcast.familysuccesssecrets.com to have a top-rated Family Success Secret sent straight to your inbox. We look forward to spending time with you again next week during our next episode. See you then. Bye, everyone.